How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. This is Computer Talk with Tab. Hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. You can email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And Bob is Bob Shorey. He's an MCSE. Uh, from Tab, and he comes in and helps me out with the computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. And uh, we also, uh, this app, this morning, are going to have a guest with us. Uh, Craig D'Angelo will be joining us at around 10.05. Um, he is running for Congress uh, to replace Elizabeth Esty. But the reason I'd like to have him on the show is because he experienced um, H-1B visa abuse when he was at Northeast Util- uh, when he was over at uh, yeah Northeast Utilities. Uh, he was replaced by an Indian offshore uh, offshoring uh, company that, again, replaced hundreds of uh, IT workers there. And he's going to kind of give us his experience as far as how that went for him. And uh, it's one of his issues as far as why he's running for Congress. But he'll be joining us at uh, 10.05. So in the news today, you probably heard of the apocalypse that is occurring all over Europe. They're calling it an apocalypse. They're calling it you know a big cyber attack. And uh, all these all these companies, uh, innocent companies, are being attacked by these evil doers who are using the NSA um, tool that was created uh, by our own government to go ahead and spy. And uh, their bad guys are using that tool because of the fact that the NSA was <laughs> hacked internally, and the stuff was posted out there in the dark web for everyone to use. But the point that you're missing or not hearing about, and I didn't even hear about it until this morning either, <laughs> which is mind-boggling, is that uh, – so in the case of uh, the British health system, right? So the UK's national health system was hit, 70-some-odd um, – uh, was it 70-some-odd hospitals? 74,000. 74,000 systems, right? And uh, they were hit with this malware, this ransomware that encrypted their data. Okay, you've heard of ransomware forever. We've talked about it forever. So this software encrypted their data. The one thing you're not hearing from any of the news at all, which is the most important aspect of this, which is mind-boggling that these news media folks don't know this. But again, I didn't know it until this morning either because no one's been saying it. What do you think the operating system was that Microsoft patched in May that was attacked by this ransomware? What What do you guys think? Do you think it might have been, oh, let's say... Windows 10? Well, Windows no. 10 is the latest operating system, no. so it probably wasn't that. Do you think it was Windows 7? 8.1, no. Oh, 8.1, no. Windows 8, 7? No. 7, no. No. How about Windows... XP? Oh, ding, ding, Bingo. ding, 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 ding. 17-year-old <laughs> operating system. 17-year-old operating system, people. This is what we're talking about. You mean the same operating system that Microsoft stopped patching three years ago? And, and declared dead. Yes. yes. It, hit, it, hit X, it hit FedEx here in America. It hit the Spanish a Spanish telephone company, um, Telefonica. Guys, the news story 
is not that ransomware attacked and brought down these businesses. It is that these businesses are beyond irresponsible, running 17-year-old operating systems. To even say Microsoft issued a patch, that's great. They actually shouldn't have had to. They had to do it because the NSA, they, when the information came out about the NSA hack on XP, they go, went ahead and released the patch because obviously it's, it's a responsible thing to do. But the fact that a company would run 17-year-old operating system is the story, people. That's the story. How irresponsible would a national healthcare organization be if they were running 17-year-old heart monitors? Would you like to have your surgeon using 17-year-old whatever they're using to help you? But they're using 17-year-old software to run the whole health system. I would contend they're using other stuff that's even older than that. Yeah, there's socialized medicine for you. But um, that's the story, guys. And I've heard it nowhere. I was listening to NPR about this. I've been listening to NB, uh, uh, the Today Show talking about it. Not one place did you hear anybody say the fact that they were hit because of a, such an old system. And Windows XP is still the number three operating system right. for desktops. But the word duh comes to mind. You know, come on, people. You know, they, they were saying, you know, companies can't be expected to react to a March patch. You know, it's not the real world. It's not a March patch. It's a 17-year-old system. They had gobs of time to fix this. Gobs of time. But no, you hear the news media say, you know, the real world is, you know, if it was released in March, you know, you can't really get to it. It's May. And I contend that's true. It is hard to patch everything in just a couple of months. But to replace a 17-year-old operating system is no-brainer. But Microsoft said, what, three years in advance? Yeah. That they were no longer support XP. And they came out with a patch for this because people are not upgrading. Uh, not people. Whole organizations we joked about are nuclear submarines. I think they're running an XP for crying out loud. It's, it's insane. I would contend that this borders on criminal negligence on their part. It is. Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, you can't bl- blame the IT guys other than the fact that they're completely complicit in allowing a system to run for 17 years, 17 years old. But they actually have to report to whoever's in charge of the organizations. I'm sure they've been telling them, I would hope, hey, buddy, it's 17 years old. It's time to replace it. I just hope they put it all on uh, uh, WikiLeaks uh, well, <laughs> in an email or communication on paper somewhere right. so that they covered their rear ends. I have no idea. But, guys, that's the story about this apocalypse. And then, of course, you hear all these uh, politicians. We have to make sure the financial system's protected and we're going to be up there. Guys, this is completely and utterly avoidable. It's kind of like the computer, um, the Connecticut computer system that still doesn't have a backup. Oh, the DMV system. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every year they audited that system and kept the, the auditors kept saying, well, you don't have a backup. You don't have a disaster recovery. And then even the new system goes in. Of course, we heard of all the problems that it had. And it still didn't have a disaster recovery system. Well, so then, of course, the news media does go into explaining how to protect yourself from ransomware. Now, we've told you this for 22 years. What's the line that we've been using? Backup, backup. Backup. Correct. <laughs> so number one, to protect yourself from crypto is a good backup solution. This is a backup solution that is going to be sent off-site and also is disconnected from your crappy 17-year-old operating systems. Okay? That's number one. Um, number two, you need other security features in place to protect your people from going ahead and clicking on the attachment that was sent. They talk, they talk about it like it was an attack. It was not an attack. It's just an email to any dingling who's running a Windows XP system. If you happen to be the dingling in that uh, organization who opened that attachment on your 17-year-old operating system, 
you infected the system. It wasn't even that. It's not even that complicated. Ransomware has been delivered this way for the past decade, right? So it's not even surprising. So clearly, they didn't even have good protections in place to block uh, emails that come through with malicious mail. They didn't have protections in place to block surfing so that folks weren't going to get infected. They didn't have good antivirus in place. But again, you can't protect any of that stuff because many antivirus software can't even run on what? A 17-year-old operating system. (laughs) So, you know, guys, step number one, get current. Get relatively current, you know? Relatively would be running Windows 7 minimally. And even that's, by the way, a dead operating system pretty soon in 2020. Do not, do not, do not try to upgrade your XP system to Windows 10. (laughs) No, that won't work so well. So this is pretty much, once I saw the fact that it was Windows XP, it really changes the whole complexion of this apocalypse, this IT apocalypse. And why the news media is missing this is really strange to me. I have no idea what their motivation is other than they're a little inept in gathering the data. Well, I have a theory, and it's just my theory. Yeah. Apple good. (laughs) Windows bad. Microsoft bad. (laughs) Could be. Because they're just saying Microsoft's operating system. They're not saying which version. They're not saying it's the 17-year-old system that Microsoft has said it's been dead for three years. They say, here's, and I quote, the company patched the issue in March. (laughs) They shouldn't even have had to. You shouldn't be running it. Um, So we'll put this link up here to this story. And uh, if you're a company, I mean, we Tab supports nearly 400 businesses up and down the East Coast from as far as Tennessee, New Orleans, Canada, uh, we, uh, Vermont. We support clients all over, uh, mostly in Connecticut, obviously, but all over the East Coast. We, if we see XP systems on our clients' networks, we warn the heck out of them. Stop using this. You are vulnerable. And uh, they have been warned and warned and warned. But also, they have other protections that we have put in place to help mitigate something like this from occurring. Um, Obviously, a quality backup is the key. Uh, Quality antivirus, quality web, and mail defenses are important. But if you're running a 17-year-old system, it's really on you. It's really utterly your fault for the fact that you got uh, affected or uh, infected in any way, shape, or form. It's completely your fault. Let me say this. If you're a business and you have computers running Windows XP... Let me paraphrase from a prior president. You should be afraid, very afraid. (laughs) So that will put that to bed. Hopefully the news media can do a little better job by at least characterizing the software that this stuff was running on. What else do you want to bring up, Bob? Okay. Government cracks down on the tech support scam. Oh, good. The Windows tech support scam? Yeah. The Federal Trade Commission... Uh, along with federal, state, and international law enforcement agencies, said on Friday that they caught several scam artists who built money out of victims through a technical support scheme. Mm-hmm. The scam worked like this. An advertisement designed to look like a security alert would pop up on your computer. You know, a lot of these look like um, um, updates, security essentials, oh, okay. or, uh, you know, uh, Windows Defender. Yeah. So anyway... Uh, an advertisement designed to look like a security alert would pop up on your computer yeah. to warn of a virus or malware, mm-hmm. directing the user to call a toll-free number. Right. <laughs> toll-free. To help you. <laughs> yes, to help you. <laughs> okay. Some of the message would even include a countdown clock 
to scare you <laughs> wow. into how much time you had before your computer was going to blow up and oh, crash. Oh, my goodness. Where's MacGyver when you need him? Yep. Once the person called the number, they were connected to telemarkers claiming to work with well-known companies like Apple or Microsoft. Right. These telemarkers would ask for remote access to the computer and discover a large number of problems that really weren't there. Right. Well, they look at the logs and see all the errors that are in the logs, which is just noise. They would ultimately charge the users hundreds of dollars for unnecessary repairs. Oh, yeah. The tech support scam preys on people's fear of losing important work, family photos, or sensitive identification information, Mm -hmm. said Florida Attorney General Pam Bondi in Mm -hmm. a statement. The FTC crackdown nabbed persons in Ohio, Alabama, Florida, and Colorado. Good. See, they can get them in this country. Well, yeah. And hopefully they throw away the key. I mean, we need to make these penalties harsh. So people stop doing this to folks. You know, this is a serious crime to be stealing three hundred. People call bucks. in here all the time. Yeah, about this. And, and they, you know, we they say, bill come out about three hundred bucks per or more, as they can keep scaring you and scaring you forever. So good. Hope they throw away the key. Make these guys rot somewhere. Yeah, I know Big it sounds time. it sounds so harsh. I know, but if you're going to rip people off, I think you should go to jail. What else you got? Oh, I got so much security <clears throat> stuff here. I know, it's unbelievable. Amazon Echoes. These are CNET articles I'm reading. Amazon Echoes calling feature includes a major privacy flaw. No, you're you're joking, Bob. No. (laughs) The Amazon Echo has a privacy issue? The Amazon Echoes new voice feature Mm -hmm. rings home just like a landline phone, only it appears you can't block callers. Okay. Okay. Elise Orris discovered this after tweeting to Amazon's support team early Friday and Mm -hmm. wrote about the experience on Medium. When she updated her Alexa app Mm -hmm. to add her contacts for calling, Mm -hmm. she expected to have the ability to remove a handful of them from being able to reach her through Echo. Yeah, ex-boyfriends or troubles. That wasn't the case, right. Instead, every contact that also has the Alexa app is now on my Alexa calling contacts. Among my contacts were old landlords, Mm -hmm. many co-workers, random vendor account managers, Mm -hmm. city councilmen, and of course, crazy (laughs) ex-boyfriends. And each one now has a direct line to my home. Oh my goodness. (laughs) One uh, workaround she was offered by Amazon support team was deleting the offending contact from her phone in order to delete it from Alexa, which isn't a practical option as keeping the contact is often how someone can block them using other services and, right. and apps on their phone. Right. Instead, she opted to turn the feature completely off. Here's how. Which an Amazon, uh, there's a link in yeah, the we'll article. We'll put a link up so, there for yeah. us to how to turn it off. An Amazon representative said it's only possible through a phone call to customer support. <laughs> oh, great. So There's a feature for you. Yeah. Your old uh, crazy ex-boyfriends but can still connect to your Amazon Echo. They said an Amazon representative says a software update Introducing a call block feature will be available in the coming weeks. Oh, lovely. So they're going to patch it, as long as it's not running XP. (laughs) So we'll step out for a quick break. If you want to get online and chat with us, feel free to. We have four lines wide open on this uh, Saturday morning, 1-800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. If you want to talk about what's happened with that whole apocalypse over there in Europe about ransomware and, and what it's all about, feel free to get online. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. We are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. And uh, at 10.05, we do have a guest coming in, Craig D'Angelo. He was an IT worker at Northeast Utilities. 
until he was uh, displaced by a couple hundred um, folks from an, an India outsourcing company, uh, in my opinion, abusing H-1B visas um, to our own local uh, workers' detriment. I have no problem with competing locally. If you uh, want to come over from India as an individual and you know get in line and get a visa uh, and then compete for jobs, please, more the merrier. Folks like you who do come on your own and take that risk, I would contend, are probably some of the better folks coming over. Um, and we want the best and the brightest here in America. So um, that's that's fine with me having uh, the ability to come in and compete and, and to compete with Americans. It's fine. We want the best and the brightest in here. But if you're coming in from an Indian outshore, uh, an off an offshore company like uh, who's going to then pay you a third less to take over uh, American jobs because and then force you to stick with that one company, you're stuck there as an indentured servant to the offshoring company, not to the company you're working for, but you're stuck as an indentured servant. Um, that's not quite the way the system is supposed to be working. So Craig D'Angelo will be coming in at 10.05. I'll, I'll be on the phone and talk about his run for Congress and his experience with H-1B visas. Uh, so feel free to get online, though, to 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Let's go to Mike in Southwick first. Hey, Mike, how are you? Hi, good. i got a question for you. Okay. Um, uh, in, in, in Explorer, if I'm online, yeah. it's a feature that automatically identifies your location. Accepting that what it's doing, it's identifying where the server is located, not where I'm located. Correct. It's not quite where you're located. It's where your internet provider might be, or where it could guess you're located. Like for example, if you go say Ohio, and I'm over here, and I'm trying to look up, uh, say, insurance information, and insurance, the insurance company, and it'll keep referring me to places in Ohio, and I cannot uh, override it. Oh. Now, how do you? Is there some way I can go and override it? Not really. The reason for that is is that they're looking up your IP address because they can see what IP you're coming from. And whoever your ISP is, is has registered, uh, you know, that IP address is registered with them. So you could add to your search insurance companies and then add the location or the, or the state you want to find. Which usually will work until yeah. you get into it and then, uh, then it's where it falls apart. Yeah, well, yeah, but again, that's a, a function of the uh, search system to try to get a location. We've added a chat feature to our website at computer to, uh, at a tab computers, and it's very interesting to see the locations that come through. Um, they're not really anywhere near necessarily. They're, they're like they're regional. They're sort of giving you an idea as to where the calls are coming, from, the uh, browsers are coming from, but it's not exact. Yeah. Right. All these sites think that my house is in Massachusetts. Right, and I'm in Rhode <laughs> Island. Um, so, I don't know, Mike. I don't think there's any way to get around that other than to refine your search. Because even if I was trying to buy something online, which happened the other day, and you put in your credit card information in and put down what state you're from, right? And you know, it was already in there as Ohio. So I got to try to change it, <laughs> and it just it would not accept it, so the transaction would not go through. Oh well, hang on then. Let's talk further about this, Mike. All right, hang on. We'll see if we can help out. Maybe it's something we can clear on his browser. We'll be right back after this quick break. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We're still on with Mike and Southwick. Hey, Mike, you still there? 
Yes, sir. So there's a couple other things you can do as well. So you can turn off uh, the Do Not Track feature on your browser. That can assist with this. Uh, you're going to tell websites to stop tracking you. Clear the cache, obviously, in the browser. And the reason I called was that he was having issues with location. The uh, IE browser was trying to help him out. And Mike is in Southwick, but somehow the browser thought you were in Ohio, right? Yeah, I've got Hughes uh, Satellite Service, so that's where their, where their servers are. So there's that. So they think for some reason you're out of the Hughes Ohio location rather than Southwick, Mass. Yeah. So then you can also turn off um, the location services within your operating system itself. Okay. So there's, we're going to put some links up there for you as to how to do these three things on computertalkwithtab.com. If you go to our site, check in two places. We're, we're almost corrected with our live links on our new website. So if you don't see it on the main page of Computer Talk with Tab, go to the archived page, and they'll show up there. Um, and uh, those three things are the only things that I can think of. Turn off the Do Not Track on your browser. Turn off the Clear the Cache. But I think your biggest issue is because you're through Hughes there, you're going to turn off the location services right there in your operating system. If all that still fails... Um, well, it shouldn't. It, um, if it still fails, you're going to have a problem because the website is trying to say, hey, Mike, you're in Ohio. And that's a problem with how they're processing um, purchases because they should be smart enough to realize the Internet is working the way it's working and seeing you in Ohio improperly. Okay. So, well, I'll, I'll give those things a try. And I'll check out your website as well. All right, Mike. Thank you very much. You got it, sir. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And we had a call off the air while we were uh, over the news break, and uh, our producer Mike's going to read it because the uh, caller just didn't want to hang on. So, Mike, what, what did he want to have done? Yeah, uh, Jack in Southington wanted some information on swapping a hard drive for a solid-state drive. All right. So, Bob, you want to give him some feedback on that? Yeah, well, basically what you need to do is uh, yeah, you really need to reload the operating system. I mean, it's possible to do it, but... We found a nice article from uh, CNET mm -hmm. that actually walks you through the process, and it's got screenshots and the whole thing. It's quite good. So, But the, I, the generality of it at first is uh, to back up your system. Absolutely. You want to back up your system. Then you could, you would, the way I would do it, it was take out the old drive, put in the new solid-state drive, load the operating system fresh, get new updates, new drivers, and then make your old hard drive a slave drive to the solid state. And, um, and what they say in the article is you can get a uh, uh, an adapter, and they show an adapter here where there, where you can connect the adapter, and then you can... Basically, it looks like they're doing an image on it, but there's a whole bunch of other things that you need to do. Yeah, but imaging is... So imaging is a way to do this. Imaging is going to put your system as it looked... Yeah, I'm not um, the new drive. Really, uh, sure that you want to clone the drive. I don't right. think that's a good idea. I think you should reload it from scratch because if you have a standard uh, hard drive, mm -hmm. there's a lot of services that you need to turn off for an SSD and right. some things you need to relocate. So, for instance, um, if you only have one drive, you can't move the page file, but it's a good idea to move the page file over to a standard drive. So if you can run two hard drives, mm -hmm. a standard drive and an SSD, that's the optimum situation. So you can move the page file. The other thing is you want to turn off indexing and you want to turn off defragging. Defragging has been kind of, um, 
eliminated with the uh, with the SSDs. They have a new t- command called the trim command. Mm-hmm. So if by default, if you have a standard drive, mm-hmm. uh, it's scheduled from the operating system to run a defrag so that it'll run in an optimal manner. Rel- it'll relocate all the files into a, in a smarter way to improve performance. So that it's uh, contiguous instead of scattered all over the place. Right. So the other thing is, is but you don't want to do that in a solid state drive. In a solid state drive, you're limited to the amount of writes that you can do to the drive. Right. It has unlimited reads, but it has a limited number of writes. Right. So if you're constantly moving data, and the way it looks it up is much different than on a conventional hard drive, which is spinning a platter, has moving parts. Right. A uh, SSD has no moving parts. Right. So. When you uh, run a defrag and you're moving stuff around, you're constantly rewriting the disk, which is going to cause it to fail prematurely. Mm-hmm. And that's what you don't want. So we recommend a reload. Being that we're kind of IT geeks here, uh, a reload of a fresh operating system always gives you a good premise, at least. You know right. you know that you're not moving over an image that's got problems and, and issues from your, your old drive to your new solid state. And it gives you a punt point, Right. Um, you know, you could, if something goes wrong, you could always take the solid state out and pop your old drive in. Your old drive is now operating as it had as it had been. Um, so it gives you that punt point. I assume the old drive is being replaced for either <clears throat> age or maybe capacity, but solid states are pretty small. Well, the other thing too, a conventional drive, if it's not a hybrid drive, right, is really slow compared oh, yeah. to an SSD. It, it can be lightning fast, right. You know, it depends on the system, the speed of the buses, and a bunch of things like that. The speed of the buses. <laughs> We're not talking about the yellow ones. So, uh, all right, I hope that helps you out there in Southington. Uh, feel free to get online. Four lines wide open, 1-800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. And uh, as we wait for your calls, what else did you have, Bob, as far as news goes that you wanted to bring up? Oh, God, I got a lot of it, but uh, I don't know if I... Uh, I got so many security ones. I'm getting tired of them. I know. Um, every now and again, we talk about. Um, oh, here's a good one. Mm-hmm. I got so many. Uh, if you, are you a BlackBerry fan? I I wasn't. <laughs> I know that BlackBerry's kind of dead now, isn't it? Or well, is it trying to come back? No, it's making a comeback. Oh, is it? Yeah, and they're making a new. They have just released a new phone. They've changed the name of their company. Yeah, so right. It's no longer Rim. Didn't they get purchased by like Nokia or something? Or well, I don't know if that was the case, or maybe it was the other way around. Okay, but um, they got a new phone coming out for five hundred forty nine. Now, if you like, but it's Android, right? It's running on Android operating system. Yes, but if you were a fan of the QWERTY keyboard, yeah, that that was was on there. Yeah, then the little chiclets that are that are, and the fact that it's it's encrypted like the uh, Blackberries of old. That right. you might be a fan of this. Okay. But they're saying right in the article that this is going to be for a niche market. And yeah. it starts at $549. It's well, pretty cheap compared to, compared to Samsung's and Apple's. Right. And you can buy it unlocked. Mm-hmm. And it's good for both um, wireless providers. Um, well, both or all of the wire. If it's, if it's unlocked, you can do it with AT&T, Verizon. Right, but they have different systems. Yeah. So, uh, for instance, Vi- uh, Verizon runs on a different type of wireless system right. or cell phone system than uh, AT&T. But you can use it on any of, any of them Yeah, it's unlocked. Uh, so the uh, company's new, na- new name is TCL. TCL? TCL, right. Who bought them? 
don't even remember. I don't even. It's like I don't even care. Well, I think they changed their name because they were Rim, which was Research in Motion. Right. So and then they changed it to BlackBerry. They renamed their yeah. company from Rim to BlackBerry. Well, but not, I think BlackBerry went out of business, and this is what's left of it, if I had to guess. Right. So it's one of the only. They, they assumed it, nobody would want apps. <laughs> well, Who's even want apps. Even when the iPhone was like blockbusters, I know. they were in denial big oh, time. Yeah. A lot of IT companies do this. It's very frustrating for investors of IT companies. We can put up a link to that. Mm-hmm. So if you're a uh, fan of the old BlackBerry, yeah. and you want to go back to uh, like happy days, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I don't know. All right, yeah, it's uh, powered by a Qualcomm Snapdragon 625 octa-core, yeah, 64-bit, three gigs of RAM, 32 gigabytes of flash memory. Woohoo! It's uh, preloaded with BlackBerry applications, as well as standard Android apps, including Google, Google Chrome, Google Maps, and Gmail. Yeah, what's the Android OS? Did it tell you? Is it seven? Uh, it doesn't say that. Well, it might be in this article. That's okay. Uh, it can run LTE and CDMA networks. Those okay. are the two uh, uh, cellular networks. Mm-hmm. And uh, the BlackBerry Key One is the name is what they're calling it. Yeah. It became available earlier this year, and it right. will hit the shelves next month in the United States. Woohoo! Five hundred forty-nine dollars unlocked. It will become available from Sprint this summer. Oh, Sprint. Okay, so Sprint. So well, they're going to uh, offer it now. Whether other people do or not, who knows? Well, good luck to them. Yeah, we'll see. So TCL. Huh? It said that um, BlackBerry One or the BlackBerry Key One. Mm-hmm. Feels like it was built by BlackBerry, which means TCL did a good job keeping things familiar, said Tom. Todd Hazelton wrote for a review for CNBC. Okay. So anyway, it's got a backlit keyboard. Mm-hmm. And so if you're a fan of that, if you remember the BlackBerry. <laughs> if you uh, remember the, it's a sad thing. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's sad. Good luck to them. I, w- I wish them luck. Well, you know, I, when, so far, you haven't offered it. It's kind of like Apple when they come up every version. It's a little thinner. It's a little lighter. It's a little thinner. It's a little lighter. It's a little brighter. It's a little thinner. It's a little lighter. It's a little brighter. I mean, BlackBerry is saying, we are finally like an Android. That's what they're marketing. We are just about like any other Android device out there. That's where their marketing is. They haven't offered you anything that's compelling that says they're different. Well, other than being a little thinner, a little lighter, a little brighter, I don't know. Well, that that keyboard, a lot of people like that old keyboard. keyboard, There it is. Try to get that in out of your pocket as those those little chicklets grab across your jeans and you're trying to pull it out and you drop it on the ground. Hopefully it's waterproof and shatterproof. Is it waterproof and shatterproof? Well, it's got some sort of a case. Oh, geez. And it's supposed to be, yeah, it's supposed to be pretty good. (laughs) My phone's shatterproof. Well, you know, one of the things that I really didn't like about the original BlackBerry, I mean, mm. even before iPhone came out, yeah. I hated to support it because everything was proprietary. Oh, yeah, and expensive. You and, had to have yeah. a special server. And you server. had to load an app on your computer to make it work. And your server. And your server. Well, yeah. if you were, it depends on, you, you could run it on a PC. Mm-hmm. It was that app. Yeah. And then there was the enterprise version, which you ran on a server. Right, to, interf- and, to allow for that encryption. Oh, my God, that was such a nightmare. I hated it. <laughs> and expensive. So, well, good luck to them. They're just like an Android. We're going to step out for a quick break, get back to more of your calls. Four lines wide open on this Saturday morning, and then we've got Craig D'Angelo coming in at 10.05, and he'll talk about his experience when he was an IT worker at Northeast Utilities being displaced by um, an Indian-based IT uh, offshoring company, outsourcing company, and his run for Congress to defeat Elizabeth Esty. We'll be right back.
And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're here till 11 o'clock, taking your computer calls, comments, questions, and concerns. The lines are starting to fill up. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. And then 10.05, Craig D'Angelo will be with us. He's uh, running for Congress. And uh, he also has a story about H-1B visa abuse, which is kind of close to my heart, as I have more uh, friends and myself with college-age kids. And uh, where you watch these kids, are going to go for IT degrees, and uh, you're going to spend, I don't know, 60, 80, $100,000 to get them educated uh, with an IT degree, only to have some big outsourcer from India come in and take it and abusing the H-1B visa system to have your kid displaced is not what it was intended to do. So Craig will be on talking about that. But let's get to your calls first. We're going to go to um, Ann and Avon. Morning, Ann. Hi. What can we do for you? Um, I hope I make it through this. I have a cold. Um, okay. But um, I received an email, and um, it's from somebody I trust. Yeah. And they said that they found a website on Facebook that's called truepeoplesearch.com. Okay. And if you go to this website, it has a scary amount of information like address, phone number, email addresses, relatives, names, etc. Yeah. And then it says that you can then click on the privacy button to um, have and follow the directions for the records removal request. Mm. And um, whenever I see something where you're supposed to click on something, right, um, starts making me nervous. I agree. And so I didn't know if you'd heard of that or similar places that'll take information off the website of your personal information. So your, your personal information most likely is all public record. Mm-hmm. So what... This sounds to me there. If you do a quick search on True People Search malware, you'll find that this this could be a malicious tool. And when you click on that, it could load a, to- a toolbar on your system or something like that. Any kind of any anybody who's telling you how to get, make yourself more anonymous on the internet, can't, it can't be real because you are you are everywhere on the internet, and much of it is public record. Got it. So. I would contend that what they're trying to do is get you to click click on something. So I like that you're skeptical, and uh, you're going to waste your time trying to quote unquote defeat this uh, true people search thing. And if it's on Facebook like that, I would contend they're just fishing. Mm-hmm. That's my thought. I found a link on the actual site that tells you how to remove yourself, but it says to follow these instructions exactly. And if they are in the form of malware then I would be a little skeptical of yeah. what they're saying. Much about you is available public record anyways, and so I think you're going to be trying to defeat something that's almost impossible. Most of these sites that do search on you, background checks and what have you, right. anybody can go there and put your name in, and then they'll come up with a report, and they'll produce it and say, if you want to receive this report, put in your credit card. Right, right. And they actually get you know, got to pay to get the results. Yeah, so I would avoid it and don't try to defeat it. Eventually, you know, you're going to look for like a do not call and maybe there'll be something that our government allows us to be more anonymous on the um, internets. But, you know, I wouldn't bother trying to defeat this thing. It sounds more like it's a scam. Thank you very much. You're welcome, man. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Anything like that, guys, is really something to be very, very leery of. Um Come over to our site. We'll tell you how to remove yourself from us. Doesn't it? That just seems weird. Um, feel free to get online, guys. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. 
the lines were jammed, all busy, and then they all <laughs> Mike was putting your stuff in, and then you went away. Let's go to Danny in Glastonbury next. Hey, Danny. Hey, guys. What's up? Hey, listen, my wife, uh, I want, want her to get an external hard drive for her HP. It's about our desktop. It's you know, about four years old. Yeah. What, we bought one years ago and never got it out, and it looked like it was too complicated to do, uh, which I'm sure it wasn't. So no. um, what would you buy if you were going to buy one now? For an external backup. For an external backup, if I'm going to buy one now, because of the amount of pictures and stuff that most of us have of our kids and what's going on and mm-hmm. videos, I would buy something called a um, a NAS. Network, NAS? N-A-S. Net- oh, okay. Network Attached Storage. And uh, the, uh, Western Digital has some good ones that are fairly affordable. They generally have multiple drives in them for redundancy. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, they're not that hard to configure and, and, and uh, set up. And then you would configure a backup to that um, NAS on a regular basis. Okay. So that's what I would do. Check out Western Digital. We'll put a link up to Western Digital to see, so you can see what's out there. And then whatever's within your, your price range. I'm still trying to get my brother to buy one so we can do a... But like 100 bucks? 150 bucks? 150 bucks? No, you're probably not going to find one at that price range. Then you're just looking at an external... You know, single drive uh, solution, a multi terabyte drive, which can work as well too. I mean, yeah. but you asked me what I would buy. <laughs> yeah, okay. No, that's, yeah. The thing is with the most of these NASs is you can also uh, use the time machine to back up your Macs, so yeah. you can back up both your uh, Windows and your Apple systems. Okay. Right. No, no apples in the house. All right, Dan, we got to go. Okay, bye. Bye, bye. Thanks for calling. We're going to be here until 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. We have three lines open for you. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We'll be right back. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 